Hi, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. I'm glad you guys have joined me here at my little corner of the internet. Yesterday, I had Jennifer Heine Withy and Keith Adams on the show. They are representing Parents' Rights in Education and the Family Policy Institute of Washington. The two of them to come together, these two awesome organizations are like the Wonder Twins. Some of you guys grew up in the 70s. You remember Wonder Twin Power? Activate. That's what's happening today. We're going to give you guys some tools that you can use to make a difference right where you are. So whether you're listening from your kitchen table in Nebraska or Kentucky or Ohio or Indiana, we're going to give you some tools you can use. And we're also going to talk about how churches can get involved in making a difference in the culture. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Welcome to the show today. I'm going to jump right into this because it's so important and I, I don't want to waste a moment with these two wonderful people. Keith Adams is here representing the Family Policy Institute of Washington. Jennifer Heine Withy, as I said in the introduction, is with Parents' Rights in Education. These two organizations have very similar missions in that they're both, uh, they're both geared at helping students. Family Policy Institute of Washington been around for a long time, working uh, legislatively a lot at, at a level in Olympia, and they have turned some of their focus to the crisis in education because it really is a crisis. So as we start today, Keith, I want to start with you because yesterday when we ended, you said something I told you you were ruining my good segue because we want to start today by talking about the churches. And you know, you know, 25 years ago, or it's been longer than that now, 27 years ago, Jay and I saw the handwriting on the wall. We knew that the education uh, system was beginning to crumble. Now we're looking at a full-blown crisis like what you were saying yesterday, Jennifer, that the barn is on fire. At what point do we say, get the horses out, right? At what point do parents just start withdrawing their kids? Well, we started planting homeschool cooperatives and we planted, we eventually planted over 60 of them around the United States, a couple of them in Canada. We did a couple of them in Germany. Uh, and it sounds great on its face, right? Oh, wow, you planted 60 homeschool cooperatives, which, by the way, we're still doing. And if, for those of you who are listening or watching today, uh, if you go to uh, Firmly Planted Family, you can click on those resources and find out how you can start a homeschool cooperative. That's different than, than the Homeschool Resource Center, but it's an awesome opportunity for churches to really get involved. And we planted over 60 of them. It sounds great until you realize that we talked to over 1,200 pastors. So out of 1,200 pastors, and these are churches, and frankly, it, it makes me angry. These are churches that are sitting empty Monday through Saturday, typically, Monday through Friday for sure. Nothing's going on in these buildings. And we tried to tell to pastors, open up your doors during the week so that parents who are fleeing the public school system can get together. They can teach classes. They can have camaraderie. They can build community. And out of that over 1,200, we only got 60. That, that to me is a, a tragedy. And you're noticing the same thing, which is what you were saying yesterday. You know, you you talked to this mayor who reached out to her pastors and was like, hey, come to these school board meetings. And how many showed up? One retired uh, school uh, pastor and didn't speak at the school board meeting. Yeah. Didn't do it. Yeah. So what, 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 what do you make of this? Well, I would say the, the one word that always comes to mind when you're talking to pastors, fear. That word, fear. What if I say this? What if I talk about transgender? What if I talk about the LBGDQ uh, plus agenda and all that? And so they don't do it and they're afraid. And here, here's the example, Heidi. I think to me, what happened in 1938 and 39 uh, exemplifies what's going on today. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who was a pastor, theologian, knew what was happening in Germany. Adolf Hitler was taking over country after country. 
bad things were happening. He knew he had to go to churches and pastors and talk to them. So they did. So he took his group and they went uh, and they met with pastors all around Germany, a lot of Lutheran pastors in different, different denominations. And they all heard what he had to say. I said, you know that the Nazi army, you know what they're doing? They're just, they just took over a country in Poland and they're coming after you uh, and your family. Do you know what's happening? And they all acknowledged, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we see it. And that's, that's right. Silent, and he would say, silence in the face of evil is evil itself. Not to speak, Mr. and Mrs. Pastor, is to, to speak. speak. Correct. When he left, then they got together and said, wow, what a message he brought to us. But you know how big the Nazi army is? You know how big those grasshoppers are that we talked about the other day? If we say anything, maybe they'll shut us down. Does that ring a bell in, in, in a pastor? And the whole word of fear comes into the vocabulary. We're afraid to really get involved in and do it and, and to do something. And so I, I see the same thing when we talk to pastors now, and you've seen it, Heidi. Uh, Jennifer, you've seen it. Um, is that fear factor is there? What, do I want to get involved? Do I want to take this thing on with our kids? This is the next generation that is coming uh, up now. And if we don't do anything, if we don't speak out, not just to speak, that doesn't cut it anymore for me. What makes a difference is you have to act like the mayor of Toppenish went to the school board and she spoke to them and pointed at every school board member what they were doing with the sex ed that they're bringing into the school system. You've got to act. So it, it's a tough fight. It really is. I mean, my own pastor, who's a great guy, um, I want him to open up his church, a big building, lots of classrooms. You've been there uh, and and bring start a school. Give, give parents an option, but that fear factor is there. It really is. Yeah, and, it, and we saw it rear its ugly head in COVID, right? Yes. And we saw church after church after church <laughs> shut its doors. Well, I, you know, I've said this a million times, so I don't want to beat that dead horse here at the show. But I think if you could give the church a grade for how they handled the government intrusion into the church, the unconstitution. Uh, the unconstitutionality of what the government imposed the on churches, yes. the mandates, yes. all of it, which now we're hearing, of course, is the sciences and back it up. They're starting to slow walk it back. Well, I guess, you know, yeah. here we shuttered our churches. We closed down our economy. The suicide rate skyrocketed. And where was the church? And I think if you give them a grade, they got an F, most of them. Right. And I listen, I can give them a pass. First two weeks. I get it. Sure. We weren't sure what was going to happen. But after six months, for goodness sake, I think we can kind of get an idea of what's going on. Uh-huh. But you see the same fear when it comes to speaking out against cultural issues, when it t- comes to standing up for our children. God has a heart for children. Jesus said, let the children come to me and yeah, don't right. hinder them for such is the kingdom of heaven. He said that if you're better off to have a millstone hung around your neck and be thrown into the sea than to cause even one of these little children to go astray. Yeah. Because God understands that children come and they're malleable. And why pastors don't get that is beyond me. So if you, uh, so I know that there are, there are people listening to this and they have a pastor. Pastors could start hosting, right, Jennifer? Yeah. Yeah. These education summits. What, what can, uh, I'm going to start with you, Jennifer, and then I'm going to pass the same uh, football to you, Keith. What can pastors do to start getting involved in this issue? First of all, they need to pray. Second, they need to um, stop being afraid. Because I've heard you say this so many times um, that God did not give us a spirit of fear. And remind me of the rest. It's power and love and a sound mind. That's exactly, exactly it. 
And uh, I think there were a lot of Christians during these past couple of years that claimed that and not enough pastors who did. They need to stop being afraid and open up their doors. Um, And it doesn't mean that they need to overnight start this huge school, homeschool or private school. They can do um, it is start it with opening up in the morning or uh, people Even just coffee and fellowship. Like, yeah. I, I think I, I think you're right. I love where you're going with this, because I think we're telling the pastors don't overcomplicate this thing. It's really not that hard. Mm-hmm. And when I started, you know, 25 years ago, the very first homeschool cooperative, I did it because my husband was a pastor uh, yeah. up in Mount Vernon, right. Washington. And I was one of the good guys. Right? He's one of the good guys. Yeah. He still is one of my favorite people. <laughs> Uh, but I digress. You could see the look of relief on the faces of the parents when all we did was announce on a Sunday morning, hey, we're interested to find out how many homeschoolers are here. We'd like to get together and have an information meeting, see what you guys would like to do. Would you like to have a support group? Would you like to start a homeschool co-op? I wanted a homeschool co-op where we called it Friday school. I I think uh, giving parents opportunity and that's really what a pastor, that's all that you need to do. That's the place to start is get up on a Sunday morning and say, hey, as a church, we really want to, we're interested in encouraging the homeschooling families that are in our church. And we're going to have an information meeting. Start there. It doesn't need to be difficult. That's right. Good you know, point. my Good church, point, yeah. it's not a big church. It's a small little church out in Yackel, Washington. But every Wednesday morning, they have Wednesday Connect. And I talked a little bit about it on our previous podcast every Wednesday for a couple of hours. There are people in our church who teach certain things like they've had a cooking class. Um, they we're building a new church right now. So one morning, uh, the gentleman in our church who is running that project had the homeschool kids over at the build site and we're teaching them about building pretty soon. Here's you know, the junior high kids up on the, the equipment running a backhoe, <laughs> you know, and yeah. so they're learning about that. And, uh, you know, it's it's just classes like that. It's every Wednesday morning for a couple hours. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a huge commitment. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Well, slipper season is right around the corner, you guys. And guess what? Just in time, MyPillow has their slippers on sale. I love these slippers, you guys. I got them for my family for Christmas last year. You will love them too. They are layered and they are awesome. The first layer has the MyPillow patented fill in it. Then they have memory foam and then they have impact gel and they look like moccasins and they're awesome. You can use them inside, outside. They are fantastic. Check it out. And for a limited time, using the promo code Heidi, you can get up to 60% off. This is an awesome opportunity to support this podcast and an American company. Call 1-800-447-0541 or go to the radio listeners specials page at mypillow.com and use the promo code Heidi. Keith, before the break, we were talking about pastors and what they can do and sort of this, this crisis that we've seen in education. You have had opportunity over the years to work with pastors and uh, and you've talked about starting, you know, Christian schools, which, you know, that's a lot more involved, but it certainly can be done. Uh, What's your message to people who are listening who say, I want to go and talk to my pastor. So there are lots of pastors listening, but there's even more people who aren't necessarily a pastor themselves, but they attend a church and they want to they want to reach out and talk to their pastor. 
what kind of advice can you give them for how they should approach a pastor, how to make an appointment with your pastor? Where do you pick up this? I mean, you can't just storm in there and say something's wrong. You, you got to be able to have a talking point. Where, where do we start? No, it's a good point. You know, we, one, one thing I found out in, in fact, I'll I'll be ordained as a pastor in uh, in about three weeks. No, you knew that. Yes, yes. I yes. did not know. Yes. Congratulations. And so then I'll have a little more authority to talk to a pastor and try to get, <laughs> get him to. But uh, what what you can do is, um, it, it, pastors are busy. I mean, they really are. They got a lot of stuff going. No and pretty soon, these other programs are happening, and, and it, 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 there's so much involved. But there is nothing more important in a church than than the kids. And if you can, if you can just, what I do is I'd like to, Mr. Pastor, I'd like to get with you and talk about kids okay, in our church. Can we do that? Do you have time? To, just give me five minutes. And, you know, okay. And I've done it to a lot of pastors. And pretty soon we start to go on. Do you know what they're teaching now in, in public school? And I'll talk about CRT, critical race theory. Dr. Christian Overman, who's going to speak at one of our summits. He's an expert on what's going on with critical race theory. He's been he's on to, my show with you. Yes, he's been on. Yeah, he's going to talk about that. Uh, and so... And what, here's what I do. When, when I go to a pastor, um, and lately it's, it's happened uh, not just a number of times, the last couple of weeks, I read our mission statement of pre and family policy and student voices. It's very short. Let me just read it real quick. So this is what we say. Our mission is to unite a growing alliance of citizens, pastors, to stand for the fundamental right of parents and grandparents to raise their children. We believe children belong to their families, not the state, the teachers, or the teachers' union, or bureaucrats. We believe it's time for parents and grandparents to learn about their rights and raise their voices. We believe we can no longer be silent. And I'll give that to a pastor and I'll say, what do you think of that statement? Well, how can you, how can a pastor say, well, I don't believe in that. I mean, I, I, well, would you read that again? Of course they will. Right. They will. But when you bring it and you focus it again, what's happening, a whole generation of kids in public schools are being turned against God because they're trying to destroy Christianity. We know that. That's a whole other topic, Heidi, we can talk about. We see it in everything we do, no matter where you go. uh, There's nothing about God any longer in a school. So I said, Pastor, we we can't, we can no longer not do anything. We have to be deep to Bonhoeffers. Can you be that pastor? Can you do that? So, and then we pray. And like Heidi, like Jennifer says, we pray. And I pray with pastors all the time. Just about that very thing. So, mm-hmm. and parents need to be praying for their pastors for sure. Oh, and, for sure. And oh, you yes. know, if yes. you belong to a church that big church pastor is very busy, it might be hard to get an appointment into them. Do you have an elder board? Go to one of the elders because Come they're back, yeah. they're yeah. not as busy as the pastor, and they have the pastor's ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's a good idea too. Yeah. yeah, and just I mean, I think that the point is the church is. Uh, the culture is in crisis. And as I said in the beginning of the show yesterday, the culture is in crisis, but the church doesn't have to be. And we can be, and we should be the light. And we should be like, I always tell people like the homeschool resource center, which we have over 1800 students here currently is like Noah's Ark in the culture. You know, and we get people every day that are coming to the doors of our, of, of our ministry center. And we've gone beyond now uh, opening up our building to homeschoolers. We're teaching parenting classes because we're recognizing yeah. there's a huge need for just basic things like parenting classes and just trying to remind people that they are who God says they are. And we have an opportunity. Yeah. That's what this is about, right? We've got an identity crisis in the culture. The church doesn't know who it is you know, anymore. Yeah. And uh, we've lost our position of authority in the culture, partly because we gave it up. 
we gave it up. Thank you, 501c3. Thank you, yeah. you know, all the things. So I might, one, one interesting thing that just happened, in fact, it's going to happen this Sunday. One of the largest churches in the state of Washington, the pastor went to the, their board and said, we need to fund FBIW as a missionary outreach because of what they're doing for this in schools and kids. And, and the board agreed. And now, now we're going to get funding every month as part of a missionary outreach. He's going to announce it on Sunday. This is a very large in, influential church up in uh, Edmonds. And it's just, it's, this is what churches should be doing because okay. we're doing a lot of the work that um, a church should be doing, but we're, we're doing it. The same with uh, Jennifer and her organization. Yeah. So together, our, my hope is that we can bring the 4,700 churches in our state alone somehow together to say, okay, we're in. What do you need us to do? Well, first you got to identify who's woke and who isn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's, let me, let me, that's a whole other let story. Me know, let me know, Keith, how that goes. Jennifer, um, you have a list of what parents can do. Um, wherever they are, whether they're here in Washington State or in the Northwest or heaven forbid in Southern California, yeah. uh, wherever they're listening, what are some of the things that are that you have uh, written down that people who are listening can do right now? Um, so the first thing I tell people is pull your kids out of public school, pull them out. But I also talk to a lot of parents that because of certain circumstances can't. Um, the most common is in a divorce situation yeah, yeah. where one parent wants to pull the kids right, out. And they use and the, the child as a pawn. Yes. Yeah, and the yeah. other won't. And I so sympathize with um, a parent in that position. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yes. Yeah. So there are many things you can do. Start by going to uh, the school board meetings. Go to those school board meetings. Get to know who is on your school board. Also get to know who is teaching your kids. Visit the classroom. You have a right to go to the school and visit the classroom that your child is in. See what that that teacher has hanging around in the classroom. Yeah, that's you can you can learn a lot. Yes, a lot. you can. And activist teachers, they're not silent about no, it. They're not. They you don't will see it in the classroom. No. Yeah. Also, um, hunt them up on Facebook. Activist teachers also use Facebook and a TikTok lot. and TikTok. TikTok, yeah. on social media. You gotta follow the libs of TikTok. And, 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 uh, and so at, our, at our summit, we've got a school board members that's going to come from Moses Lake to speak at our summit in Bellingham. Yeah, and we're gonna and he's going to encourage. This is a guy who's not political. He, he called me one day and he was so upset about his granddaughter's going to public school and some of the stuff they're learning. I said, "Don't call me again." He's my best friend. <laughs> Unless you run for school board, I can't do that. I've never been involved in politics. I don't even know how to do that. We're going to help you. He won. He he knocked off the uh, the head of the school board there, who was a very liberal, and now he's on it, and now he's I making a difference. We're going to encourage because next year a lot of school board directors are running for reelection. We're going to encourage parents to get involved. They can do this if yes. they have help, and we're yes. going to help them. I and it's it. not it's just parents. Let me say that every single person in a community has a vested interest in what's going on yeah, in schools. Because one, their tax dollars go to the schools. Hello. Two, this is the future of our country. These are the kids that are going to be working jobs, funding your social yeah. security. So everybody has a vested interest in what's going on. So yes, run for school board. Also, uh, get on one of the committees that every school district has. You know, they've got curriculum review committees. You want to yeah. have a voice in curriculum that is put into schools? Get on a curriculum review committee. Get on an instructional materials committee. Make sure that the district is following the policies they need to follow 
to adopt curriculum. Know your school board policies. So important. Um, go and surf around on your district website. You find out a lot about your district I, we on their website. A couple of days ago, and I've only got about 45 seconds left. Okay. But we we searched for diversity. We just hit mm-hmm. control find in the on the school board website and we click. Oh my goodness. You know, just put these buzzwords in and do yep. a search. It's not that hard to do. And most districts yeah. have a diversity, equity, and inclusion yeah. policy. Yeah. Most people Including don't Including Liberty University. Yes. So sad. Yeah. You guys, in the, in the last couple of seconds we have left, really quickly, uh, thank you for coming. Jennifer, where can people find you online, your organization? ParentsRightsInEd.org. Click on Join Us to Join Us. And if you like what we're doing, please donate. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, yep. FEIW.org. Uh, and you'll see a, a subscribe button. Do that. We send great information out. If when you find out what they're going to start introducing in the legislature this coming fall, it's our amazing. phone is going. Yeah. You can. I, I know. know I've already looked happened, at it. Have you? Yeah. Some very bad it. stuff for Washington families. Washington State kids. is in trouble. Yes. Yes. There's so, no question. So FPIW ants of the world for, unite. If yeah, I love that. <laughs> if if people want to bring, if if you've got Washington State listeners right here and they want to bring one of these summits, who would they get a hold of to find out about that? They could contact either parentsrightsined.org or FPIW. Yeah, if you go there, you'll see, my, you'll see my picture and my cell number. You can call. Okay. Same thing with yeah. Jennifer and do that. Contact we're going to go all over the state and yeah. we're going to do that. And I hope we're going to have one right here in Clark County where Heidi is right at this facility. We'll see what happens. That I might be a really good, that might be a really high possibility. Yeah. You guys, it's just been a joy. Thank yeah. you for uh, making the trek. It was a bit of a trek for you in here today. God bless you, so Heidi. thank you, Keith, for coming. Jennifer, I voted for you, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, I got you, two Heidi. voters right here, right here in the studio. Hey, we love you guys. We're continuing to pray for you. Thank you for what you're doing. Awesome. Thank you so much. For more information on today's guests, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast, and I will link back to them in the show notes. You guys, I hope this is encouraging you. You can make a difference. Get off the bench. Get onto the battlefield. Your kids need you to speak up on their behalf. Have a great day, everybody, and I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith 